TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. All right, welcome in, Score North Twin Show. This is Derek Wetmore sitting down with a special guest, Twins President of Baseball Ops, Derek Falvey. Derek, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me on. Uh, new title this year, yeah. by the way. I almost yeah. tripped on that one a little bit. <laughs> it's a little bit easier, I think, to say that the chief baseball officer won, but uh, it's uh, it, it, nothing's really changed. So I'm just part of the Twins and hoping to keep us going in the right direction. Excellent. And we'll talk about the Kenta Maeda trade. We'll talk about the pitching. We'll talk about Rich Hill and Homer Bailey and tons of fascinating stuff to dive into. I did want to start with one question on your your front office group. A little bit of change, a little bit of change on the coaching staff. Um, is this... Was this something that you foresaw coming when you took over uh, in 2017 and, and sort of saw, hey, here's our group now, here's where we'd like to grow, and three years from now, you're going to have guys getting plucked from organizations because of how well it had gone? Yeah, this is going to sound probably like a bit of a funny answer, but uh, I I hoped that we would be in a position where that might happen. Yeah, uh, sure. Because what it would reflect is that we are a team doing something well. Uh, usually teams come after uh, people from organizations that are doing well and I felt like if we were doing things uh, in a way that uh, was respected by the industry people would come after our our guys and I'm really proud of and happy for I texted with Derek Shelton right before he opened camp just to wish him well James Rousen down there Jeremy Hefner getting a chance here in New York among others so uh, we're really proud of those guys and we think we have a great staff here yeah it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how it morphs and how it changes Um, let me ask you one more question on that group and we'll get to the trades uh, Edgar Varela had been heavily involved in sort of player development role, I guess you would call it, and now he's a hitting coach on the big league staff. Um, how big a loss is that for the player development side? Because I know that's something you guys value really highly. You know, Edgar, when we brought him in, uh, it was very clear to us when we hired him as our field coordinator, who is essentially kind of the right-hand man of your, of your player development director on field. We said, this guy's a rising star. He's going to be a part of either our major league staff or somebody else's along the way here. And it, be, it became clear he influenced everybody in our minor league staff. So when the opportunity presented at the major league level and we wanted to consider him, we knew it would be a loss on the, on the player development side. But the continuity he now brings to the major league side from the minor leagues uh, is really valuable. And then we got, we got really lucky. Kevin Morgan is a guy who's our new field coordinator, worked with the Mets for a number of years. Kevin Camo is somebody who is just super respected across the game. Uh, he stepped in, and I tell you, we're not going to miss a beat on that side. Yeah, he'd been with the Mets for a long, long time. Isn't that right? Yeah. 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 Kevin's great. He's been with us now for the entirety of the winter. He had a lot of opportunities to go other places, and he chose us, so we're we're thrilled to have him. Excellent. Uh, As we sit here, Derek Falvey's our guest. Uh, We're in Fort Myers, Florida, and so are most of your pitchers and catchers. Um, Just two quick housekeeping items. Apparently, Fernando Romero is not here, and Kenta Maeda. More on Maeda in a second, but what can you tell us about Fernando Romero? Yeah, Romero's just a, he's working through uh, when players are transferring here from uh, international countries. Sometimes you run into some immigration visa-related issues, uh, so we'll deal with that hopefully here soon. Uh, and then Kenta Maeda uh, should be landing here in Fort Myers any minute now, uh, traveling here from the West Coast uh, and flying into town. He won't come over to the ballpark today, uh, but he'll, he'll, he'll get into town here soon. A lot of people waiting to see Maeda in a Twins uniform. When did you think at, <laughs> there was the whole... Uh, mix up and shuffle with the trade that got publicly reported but when did you think that it was possible then hey 
we're actually going to get this thing across the line. He's going to be a Minnesota twin. Probably as soon as we finally did hear that it was <laughs> across the line. It did, as you said, as you referenced, a uh, little bit slow moving. Some things became public a, a bit earlier than they normally would in the course of a trade negotiation. Uh, but I would say going back to this winter when we talked to the Dodgers, we asked them about Kent Maeda, if they would be open to moving him. At the time, they weren't. They felt he was a big part of their rotation. Obviously, as things progressed through the winter, they found a, a way to backfill if they were to move him uh, in a meaningful way in David yeah. Price. So it felt like we got traction on that over the last few weeks. What is it about Kent Maeda that attracted you to him? You know, we did a great deal of work on his makeup and his background and who he is. Uh, what people don't realize about this guy, he's a tremendous athlete. If you watch him take a, we're in the American League and I get it, we, we have a DH, but you watch him take a swing, you know, mm. and you watch him at the plate. You know, this guy's done some interesting things there on that side of the ball. We've heard he's a tremendous athlete on the mound, has really good feel for pitching. He was utilized in a mostly starting role there, but he, at times, because of how good that Dodger team was, became the guy they could use on back-to-back days in the playoffs or for two innings at a, a stint and then come right back with one day off and come right back into a game. That speaks to his versatility and athleticism. We see him as a starter, a guy who really dominates right-handed hitters. He's been one of the best pitchers in baseball against right-handed hitters. He's learned to attack lefties in different ways over time. I think getting him in a normal routine around a five-day rotation or five-man rotation mm-hmm. will help him in the long run is that a skill the ability to bounce back or is it just some guys can do it some guys can't I I think it speaks to athleticism I I think that one of the things that I've seen over the years are the guys who can do that their bodies are just a little bit more athletic you know they can adapt to the change in the environment whereas some other guys who need to know that their five-day routine is a certain a certain way it's a little bit more challenging for them to rebound day after day and Mm -hmm. I think he he's shown the ability to do both which is a a tremendous uh, asset sure Derek I don't think you'd be offended by me calling you a pitching nut or a pitching wonk. You, <laughs> That's you fair. eat, sleep, and breathe this stuff. You love it. Yeah. It's kind of how you came up through the game. Uh, give us the Derek Falvey scouting report on Kenta Maeda's stuff for those of us that didn't stay up late and watch Dodgers games on the West Coast. <laughs> well, I think he's got really good feel and command of his fastball. I'll start with that. He can pitch all four quadrants. He can uh, he can dial it up and get a little more velocity when he needs to, but he'll pitch it probably you know in that 90 to 94 range and, and settle in there and add and subtract when necessary. Okay. The slider's one of the better sliders in the game. It's it probably one of the better sliders. It's definitely one of the best sliders in our system here right now and one of the better sliders in the game, mm-hmm. which has allowed him to dominate right-handed hitters as effectively as he has. Uh, Change-up and overall curveball, those are kind of mixed third and fourth pitches for him, and that's where I think he's learned to try and figure out ways to adapt those pitches to help get lefties out. You know, For, for opposite-handed hitters, you want something that has a little bit more vertical movement, a little bit more depth to it. So I think that's where he's really worked to try and address uh, ways that he can attack left-handers even better. It's a split kind of change-up, or just it's it's a little bit different of a change-up? Yep, it's a little more like a split change, which has some drop to it, and, okay. and, and not necessarily just the velo drop, but some drop vertically. I heard Rich Hill, his former teammate and now current teammate, talking on the Twins show on Twins Radio Network about... This guy gets underrated. His stuff is brilliant. So he's got at least one fan in that Twins clubhouse already without throwing a pitch. You know, I will say this. As we were going through the trade negotiation, we called Rich and and just asked him some questions. 
we've got resources under our hood. Yeah. We might as well use them, right? And Rich was uh, – no one was closer sure. to him than someone who was a few lockers away over the last few years. So he said, this guy is a competitor. That's the part that I think people okay. uh, don't always see. He's calm. He's cool. But when he's out there, he's, he's, in, a, he's in a battle. And I think that that will, that will serve us really well. And, and Rich also said he's, you know, he's a guy who can, he can make changes. He's seen them on the fly. Okay. Again, that supports the thoughts about his athleticism. And I think uh, he's somebody that we're going to see more of going forward. Rich Hill describing Kenta Maeda there as a, as a sort of almost stoic guy or whatever, but then when he's on the mound, he's a competitor. I think a lot of people use that same description for Rich Hill. What can you tell us about that gamble that you guys are taking, that, yes, he's had off-season surgery, you're not expecting him out of camp, but... If he can get back to the mound, you're expecting to see a pretty good pitcher on the mound. Yeah, Rich is somebody I know personally going back. Uh, had him at, during a, one season when I was in Cleveland going back a number of years. He was out of the bullpen then. And Rich at that time was still working to kind of define who he was. He ends up out of the game of baseball. You know, he, he's pitching in independent league baseball and subsequently comes back and is pitching in World Series games for the Dodgers. <laughs> like nobody has, nobody has faced more adversity in their both personal life and professional life than, than Rich Hill. And uh, I can tell you he's one of the best teammates, one of the best competitors, one of the best influences in our clubhouse. We talk about Nelson Cruz and what he's meant to our clubhouse. I would not be surprised if Rich Hill brings a little – I hate to put that type of pressure on him, but in terms of how he can influence younger players, I think he brings that. On the mound, this is a guy who, when he's been healthy and pitching over the last few years, if you look at any of the advanced ways of studying pitching, this guy's been a top 10 to 15 pitcher in the game. Hmm. So we've got to focus on figuring out a way to keep him healthy, uh, get him healthy, and then get him on the mound. Whenever that comes this summer, from that point forward, we're hopeful that he's a, a key member at the front end of our rotation. You might be tired of talking about the surgery now, Derek. Sorry if you are. The uh, not Tommy John, it's slightly revised version of Tommy John. Um, is there a ton of industry research on this because when we talked with rich hill at twins fest he said he'd studied the other cases and felt really comfortable going with this one with a shorter recovery timeline what can you share with our listeners about this different kind of surgery and why you think it'll work for hill i think it's exactly what rich said there's there's they there is evidence and and research that has been done that indicates given his particular issue and what he dealt with last year that this was the best course of action okay. you can't do it for everybody sure. you can't do it for everybody who t- tore their ligament in full for sure this revised procedure is is what benefited him the most but we feel just like rich does that this was well done uh, by a, by tremendous surgeons you know people who know the game of baseball understand what he's dealing with and now so far, at least when you think about rehab, all you're looking for are hitting checkpoints. And he's hit every checkpoint to this, this, point, this uh, moment from, from when he started. And we're hopeful that the next few weeks will lead us to hitting a few more checkpoints. Yeah, good to hear. Good to hear. Um, there are Twins fans who are saying it's a risk. It's, a, it's sure. a risk that he's absent. And who knows if you can count on him for the second half of the season. Um, I'll add on to this, even though they're separate cases, but Michael Pineda not being available at the beginning of the year, how do you think about your starting rotation and your pitching staff as a whole, knowing that, hey, any way you slice it, there are going to be some holes to fill early on here? Yeah, you go onto the baseball field and you, and you start playing games and you start getting your guys out there. There's risk everywhere, right? Everywhere you go, you're, you're facing risk. So sure. uh, I would say that our job is to try and assess what do we have in, in this organization? What can help us? How are they going to help us? And then build layers and layers of depth. And for us, 
in many ways, we look at both Michael uh, and, and Rich as guys who are part of our depth right now. They're not going to be with us on opening day, but they're mm-hmm. part of the next wave of potential uh, depth opportunities. Sometimes you think of it the other way. Who are the young guys who are depth and who may come later? Well, for us, we're going to have to lean on some of those young guys early to step up. Guys like Randy Dobnak and Devin Smeltzer and Lewis Thorpe, Sean Poppin and others. These guys have pitched for us and pitched effectively. If we can get those guys to step in and help uh, shoulder the burden and the load from some of those those guys who will be out for a little while, that's only going to help us down the line. Is that the way you expect it to shake out? Because last year it was Martin Perez pitching in sort of that fifth starter spot and came out of the bullpen a little bit because of your schedule. Well, you look at the late March and April schedule now, you guys don't exactly have that same luxury. Do you expect some of that uh, youth to rise up and be in the starting rotation to start the season? Is that as we sit here today? I do. I, I think that uh, when you're a team that is expecting to be competitive and you're trying to build off of where you came, where we ended last year and, and a lot to be proud of from 2019, I think there's three phases of a team that need to exist for you to be successful. I think you have to have veteran, a veteran presence, a group of guys that are maybe getting toward the back end of their career but really want to drive you to win. And I look across our roster and see guys like Nelson Cruz, like Rich Hill, like Josh Donaldson, like so many players that have been around a while and have competed that are going to lead us on, on that side of things. And then I think you have a group, a middle group of guys that are truly just getting established in the big leagues, that those are the Byron Buxtons and the Max Keplers and the Jorge Polancos and Jose Barrios. Says, these guys are really in the sweet spot of their career and playing, you know, and, and really trying to continue to advance what they're doing. Well, then there's that third wave, and it's a group of young players, and it's not always linear in the way that they get to the big leagues and they impact right away. They learn, they struggle, they get better, they may have to go back down to the minor leagues. But when they do, when they go through that experience, every one of those pitchers I just mentioned got to the big leagues last year and, con- and contributed to a 101-win team. They have learned a ton from that. Now they get to apply that potentially in a more meaningful way so that they can join the likes of uh, Max Kepler and Jose Barrios and that group of guys that are starting to establish themselves in the big leagues. Yeah, that's great. I, last one, and I'll leave you with this, Derek. Um, last year you talked about it's Cleveland's division. They are the champions until somebody unseats them. Now you guys are the champion. How do you view 2020, and what are your goals as a club? I I come into this spring training really no different than we did last year. I I look at it as uh, there's one team in the division that's won 90-plus games for four consecutive seasons. It's still the Cleveland Indians, and they won 93 games last year. We were fortunate to get just ahead of them, uh, but they come in, and they're going to be a talented team again. I see the White Sox as a team that got quite a bit better this offseason. They've invested. Rick Hahn does a great job. Uh, Rick Renteria, that group, they they know what they're doing, and, and, and they're really pushing that team in a good direction. Uh, this I, I, I feel confident about the group we have here, but we've earned nothing as of today. And so now we need to go earn it. We have to go out there and prove it. I think we're a, a talented group, but it's, it's about how you go about your work. It's about how you compete on the field. It's about how you don't quit seventh inning or later. doesn't matter what the score is. That's what our group's going to do, and I'm, I'm confident Rocco's going to lead him there. Love it. That's Derek Falvey, Twins president of Baseball Ops. Derek, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Score North listeners, it's Phil Mackey here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company, which is here to give business owners that peace of mind that you need when you've built a company with your blood, your sweat, your tears, maybe not your blood, but whatever, like you built a company and you want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover if needed, recover smoothly so you can get on with running your business. Federated has a century of experience in helping business owners. You can find out more about the industries Federated protects at their website, federatedinsurance.com. And remember, Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect your.
Planning to buy a new boat this year? Glenn Perkins here from my friends at Nelson Marine. The Nelson Marine difference is about customer service and a knowledgeable team of sales and service pros. Two large showrooms filled with an impressive inventory of the best brands in the business. London Crestliner Fishing Boats, South Bay Pontoons, powered by Yamaha, Suzuki, Mercury, and Evinrude. Nelson Marine has been creating happy customers for 75 years. Visit their showroom on Highway 61 in White Bear Lake online at nelsonmarine.biz. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.